And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Football and Grits, the Athletics SEC football podcast. But uh, myself, I am David Ubbin, my co-host Brody Miller. We have a special episode. I feel like we've been saying that every episode, Brody. I think the key is of every episode special, either... You should tune in every week or none of them are special. So it's a fine line we have to tell. We'll let you decide. There you go. Um, but I, I suggest we call this episode Football and Pimento Cheese Sandwiches because Brody uh, spent last week um, watching the Masters like many of us. But unlike many of us, he was traipsing the grounds of Augusta National Golf Club. Uh, Brody, the Masters has sort of always been the SEC's major. So I'm going to say that it's that's true. about the same and, and lots of coaches from Steve Spurrier to uh, I forget there's Blue been Holtz? there's been a good chunk of SEC football coaches that have played their fair share of rounds at Augusta National Brian Kelly's play, told us he played there shot pretty yes, well yes I did uh, chastise Brody for not bringing his clubs in the event that he won the media lottery you did not right Brody I did not I felt like my mentality and for those who don't know like there's like a lottery basically of like 40 or so media members who get to play the Monday after. And I, I made a, a decision. I was just like, I haven't picked mine up in 18 months at minimum. And I just felt like it, it would have been so upsettingly like not lost on me. Cause I would have appreciated it more than anything, but such like a joke to just have me slapping line drives, like in ground balls around Augusta national. <laughs> like I felt like if I ever get it, I want to get it when I can actually hold my own. Another media member was like, I wish they could tell us, like, we win the lottery and then in three months later we play it. So I can just do that. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Actually. You know? <laughs> but I'm not complaining. But no, I did not. So anyway, um, Brody, we got to talk about this. I'm very yeah. curious. I have never been to the Masters personally. Part of that is living in Dallas for a long time and living in Arkansas. Just logistically, it's difficult. Also, uh, I don't have any friends who are presidents or senators or anything, so it's very hard to you work on that. Uh, yeah. crack the course. I'm working on building out that Rolodex. Um, but also, uh, you know, it's it's hard to get tickets. It's hard to get uh, in the mix. There's a lottery for tickets. It feels like everything at Augusta is a lottery. Um, you had to have some ancestors win the lottery in order to gain access to the course. <laughs> Ancestral lottery. You have, to, yeah. you have to win. The, you have to win the media lottery to play as a media member. You have to win the ticket lottery, uh, or mm-hmm. again have some friends that either be an SEC football coach or a relative of an SEC football coach. It's real. Or a uh, uh, a son or daughter of a senator to get some tickets. It's a. It's it's the most exclusive golf club in the world, Brody. Absolutely. Um, so probably the most exclusive sporting event in the world. I think that's fair. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, probably. Um, other than the power slap show that was on, uh, <laughs> that was yes. Tough other than I tried, that, yeah. I tried to get that, and and people were just like, "Listen, we got a full house. It was it was a problem." Uh, so Brody, first of all, tell us about it. What, yeah. what is it like to be? This is your first time Absolutely, at Augusta. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think so. The... Walk us through the experience. Yeah, I think the best place to start is like that first time, you know, you get out of like the media area, you walk up and you walk up like the hill by the famous, you know, like huge leaderboard and you walk up to the top of it and you look out on the ground and I am convinced I heard the Jurassic Park theme playing in my head because <laughs> it was just so much like the scene when they first get out of the, the Jeeps and they see the bronchiosauruses and all yeah, that. Yeah, the Ellie, Walk- the Ellie gif is Brody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, dinosaurs are real. Like, it was just yes. like, you feel like you're looking at a national park. That's genuinely what it feels more like than a golf course. And you're just like, I am the giddy kid. And, and, and I preface this with, we are sports writers, right? We get to cover cool stuff all the time. We've covered national titles and been I've been to Cameron, right? Like, you know, like we've checked most of the boxes that like we wanted to as sports fans and as kids, right? And if we're being honest, we probably get a little numb to it a lot. Like we try to enjoy it, Sometimes. but just it, it's unfortunate. I think we do. 
this was my like very healthy like just like <laughs> oh it's good to feel joy again kind of thing even aside from me yeah, i'm covering it but like this is cool like it is just the i think the coolest part and it sounds so dumb is like just seeing the green like the beautiful like sharpest green most immaculately kept course you've ever seen in your life just everything about it and just like this everyone there I forget who I was talking with about this. I believe it was Ben Portnoy of the state of like everyone there feels the same about it. You know what I mean? Like everyone there feels the similar reverence of just like, holy crap, we're here. So everyone is operating in this weird, just like it's the happiest collection of people you've ever been around. So everyone's just nice to everyone. Cause like you're living your dream too. Cool, cool, cool. And like you first. And I think that's kind of the coolest part about it is it's like, it feels like it's Disney World for 35-year-old white men, you know, to some extent. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> like it, and it, yeah, so it was pretty incredible. I mean, we could take it wherever you want, but it genuinely... Yeah, I think it, in general, like, so I started playing golf, I'd say 50% because of Michael Jordan and 50% because of Tiger Woods when I was in, like, fifth grade. <laughs> Michael Jordan is why you played <laughs> That was, like, his... Well, I remember watching some He's Jordan videos. And he was, like, doing... He was, like, that's, like, his big side quest, I guess. Yes. And uh, I was like, well, I guess I got to play. So I started playing. I played all through. Wait, wait, wait. I want to circle back. Was that you being like as a kid? Like, yeah, but if I want to be Michael Jordan, like you were hoping to be. I don't know. It seemed like if it's cool enough for him, it should be cool enough for me, I guess. It works. And then I was like uh, nine. No, I was 10. Yeah, no, I was 10, nine or 10 when, when Tiger won the Masters. And I was like, oh, like this is pretty cool. Um, I don't think I had a lot of frame of reference for all of the uh barriers that tiger was breaking and all the things that he was doing and and how much he was changing the sport because i didn't really have a frame of reference for pre-golf your pre-tiger golf all i known is like the the post-tiger era i didn't have the you know where craig stadler and tom kite were the icons of the sport (laughs) that's a that's a different brand of golf than than what we saw in the tiger era where tiger was just like awesome and a physical specimen extremely violent swing and not bryson level violent but pretty violent nonetheless um and just like this freak and that hey there's i'm sure a lot of people i I like the idea that hey at augusta when he goes and kicks all these guys butts there's a lot of people that don't love that at augusta and like that i was was like this is kind of awesome like this is great like because nobody can do anything about it he can tiger proof the course and then he's gonna come win it again uh so i really liked that element of it uh and so uh i think my favorite uh onion story of all time is augusta national honoring tiger woods with his own water fountain (laughs) (laughs) which is just tremendous that's 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 like onion at its best uh from like 1998 that's too great prime yeah it's yeah it truly is uh, so like all those things you come to understand when you're a little bit later and all and like all you're going to be aware of all those things and also be like, listen, there's a lot of things about Augusta that kind of are not fantastic, but the course itself, is like unbelievable. Yeah. The event itself is unbelievable. Yeah, I should preface uh, and so there is a, like, there I is am a aware as much as I talk with my reference of like, hey, <laughs> they might be the baddies. Like they are the. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Not, like, as much as they want to try and sort of demonize the live guys. Uh you don't have yeah. to Google too much about Augusta to recognize. Ah! Ah! But anyway, Bernie, as far as like covering it, how do you balance? Like you've seen yeah. the pictures of the media center versus being out on the course. Famously, no cell phones allowed. So I'm sure you just had like a notebook. But how did you manage seeing that and managing that as an event? Yeah, it's tricky because like a lot of my first few days, especially were like kind of following the most like I was following Tiger Woods, right? Biggest gallery you're ever going to see or like following like the leaders. And it's like, that's tricky because like you said, no phones, you have no idea what's going on. Like, I, mm-hmm. and that's a positive overall, right? I think we all agree. Like, that's great. We love being able to just take it in and like no one's on their phone. It's great. But at the same time, it does make covering golf. It's one of the weirdest things about golf writing I've learned is like, to really cover golf right, like the best stuff, right? You're there. You see it up close. You're getting that colorful detail because it's the most like detail-based sport. Also, to cover golf right, you kind of need to like sometimes sit in the media center for a while to see what the heck is going on. Yeah. And it's like this very weird dichotomy. But so you have no idea other than like maybe seeing the leaderboard and it's not – it's a manual leaderboard. So it's not even like – rapidly being updated so 
you do just kind of have to pick your spots, which I think is for the best, especially where we work. We're not like necessarily there to be doing granular golf coverage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, like you're following Tiger. You know, I follow Tiger 18 holes Thursday, and watching him Tuesday or Wednesday. If I could have placed a bet on a Tiger withdraw, I would have put all of my money on the Tiger. That's withdraw. funny. I thought he it looked was better. not good. It was. I thought he looked way good. better than last year. I guess. Yeah, that's a low him, bar. Yes, <laughs> like, like it's, it's painful rough, to watch him this week. At it's the same like, time, dude, like, he like, was going up hills better. But yeah, that's the thing, though. Everyone, always, it's a cliche, right? But it's worth pointing out again. Augusta, it's such a cliche that TV does not do justice to the elevation. And I cannot stress that enough. It is the hilliest, most steep golf course I have, I've ever been on. And, and it's not like, oh, like there's that one really pebble beach, like, oh, that one really big downhill part three. It's no, every single hole, it's like you tee off, you go down a hill, and then you walk up to get to the fairway. It's constant steepness, which does add like good context to like what Tiger's fighting through when he's out there. But yeah, a lot of it's just like trying to kind of get that color and really just try to like feel the moment of all these fans watching this with this reverence of watching Tiger Woods, for example, on like what that means. But yeah, you're kind of doing that and trying to hone in on like one or two dudes more than you are like trying to cover the golf tournament. Cause if you try to cover all of it, you're probably covering none of it. It's a very weird thing. I've been to a handful of majors and like, it's cool to be there, but you can't feel like yeah. you've taken in the whole thing. Like, I think the last one I went to probably was the 07 PGA at Southern Hills in Tulsa. Ooh, and yeah. Tiger, that was a Tiger victory, by yep. the way. And Tiger, I I don't think that was his last. No, he had the Masters, and then I think he had. Oh, wait, was US uh, Open. So, yeah, he won. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, was the one leg. So, it was, like the, it was like the end of the Tiger prime, but, like, still where he was yeah. still, like, clearly the dominant player. But I remember, like, he was up like a stroke or two on Sunday and we were like, am I, and my dad and I just parked it on the 18th hole at yep. like six 30 in the morning and sat there all day. You don't get to see a lot. You see a lot of shots into 18. You do kind of recognize good, yeah. where guys are missing. And so you get to see, you know, front row for tiger winning a major and, and tapping in on 18 or I can't remember exactly what he made it, but that was cool. You get to the back really of your head point. and some Getty images, but you don't really get to see like the TV experience. That's a really know, good is, point is, though, because like it's superior in that way. You have, because a lot of the times it makes sense to find a really good spot, and a lot of people do that, right? It's like mm-hmm. you find a great spot, you camp out, maybe you can see two holes. I think that's why I don't ever want to do that because to me, what makes the coolest, I love it and love writing about it, especially is like the context of a round and like the context of that shot. I'm not there to watch oppressive golf shot. Like, that doesn't like wow me to watch like then Kevin Kisner comes, you know what I mean? Then that guy comes. That's not, I want to see like, man, he just bogeyed 15. Now he's coming up on 16 and like, and like, how's he handling that? That's what's so cool to me. So it's like to get the real joy of following golf to me, you need to follow them. But then to do that, you're really not getting great vantage points a lot of the time. And you're like fighting through crowds and wrestling through hills and mud this weekend. And none of that's complaining. It's just like a really fascinating thing of being at a golf tournament and trying to like figure out how to find your own joy. Cause by the way, for people who want to camp out at Amen Corner with beers and just crush them, like that's an incredible day. I'm not <laughs> negating anyone who thinks that's the move either. It's just like, that's a fun balance. I don't know. I did. Uh, I did get to play Amen Corner, sort of. In Dallas, there is a course called the Tour 18, which what? is a bunch of uh, the most famous holes in golf that they have recreated. That's uh, and pretty the, amazing. It's it's a cool light. It's Google yeah. it. It's very cool. Yeah. And 16, 17, 18 are uh, are Amen Corner, and I think the finish. Yeah, the finishing hole is 13, and it is very cool. Um, but um, I will. Yeah, that's the thing. I will say like. Amen Corner sounds like a cliche, like, oh, you camped out at Amen Corner. That was actually <laughs> one of the things where I'm like, oh, this is as cool as advertised. Like, yes. looking in at 12, because the way Amen Corner works is you can kind of always have a vantage point because it's genuinely like a hill. Like, it's almost like a stadium setup. And so, you know, no one's ever really in your way. And it's just, but it's, even though it's packed and like you're seeing obviously 11 and you're seeing 12, and 12 is just, 12 is obviously the one probably the most famous part three other than sawgrass right in all of golf yeah and so. yeah and, and you're just like and kind of on tv you hear them tell you how hard it is and you're like i get it i trust you 
but like it looks like a short par three. But you do kind of understand it there when you're just like, oh, it's short. But people don't realize how thin that green is. Like the thin the, green, the distance is your distance control has to be on point. And I guess like, and not to get too into the weeds, but hearing golfers explain it, the real hard part of it is the wind swirl and how like if you want to get high on it, then that's the wind. You're above the trees and the wind's gonna mm-hmm. screw you up, and that's the complicated part of it. But like, cause, but then if you're too low, like you said, you're gonna fly off the green. It's it's fascinating. But Amen Corner as hyped in my opinion i would say that i i'm i'm kicking i like listen i i've i have no ends but i i you have you have awakened something in me that i have got to i may have to kick around if i want to go cover it next year and go consider <laughs> this because i you're not taking my spots sir i will kill you covering the tournament covering the tournament would be great but the media <laughs> lottery like i'm probably i don't play that often anymore but the muscle memory is still there so i most times I'm hovering around like 85 ish. Oh damn! So I you're just, pretty good. I give away. I mean, I can play, so I give yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like, know like the context of where I thought you were like a me golfer. No, no, you, you can play. <laughs> well, I, like I did like junior tour and stuff, and did all that stuff, and like coming up and in high school and stuff, and then like I did not know that about you, like, David. Well, there you go. I'm full of surprises. Uh, but the uh, so I, I can play, but like when I don't play for a long time, you give away a ton of shots around the green because your touch goes away yeah. and anything inside 80 yards becomes a mess. But, but who cares like, about that? Like you're there. You're well, you're but I, my thing yet. is like, I feel really confident that I could break a hundred even on the Sunday setup. And I would like to know, like I've never messed with greens like this, where it's so punishes. Like there's just not a lot of places that punish good shots and turn them. If you hit a great shot, you're going to be rewarded. If you hit a good shot, yep. You're going to be probably in trouble. And like Augusta, like I think the thing is the more you understand about golf, the more you appreciate why Augusta looks so tame. And then when you actually get down to the brass tacks of it, it is a freaking torture chamber of a course. Like there's just so many things like the U S open kind of makes me mad because they just sort of cheat and just make the greens like parking lots and grow the oh, rough waist high. And it's kind of like, I'd agree with that. Yeah. We get it guys. Like that's like any, they just turn every course into the same like course where it's like, yeah. Oh, look at the rough out here. Yeah. You just didn't mow it for like, you know, six years. Yeah, that's that's like, such a great point. It's like the lazy <laughs> way to make golf, like stay down by par. Yeah, And then you yeah. just didn't water the greens for like a month. When it's like, like Hey, let's make it. golf courses that have more nuance. and like, are just really hard. Like, I yes, don't know. that's a great. So point. anyway, uh it's it's a very interesting space so anyway any of our listeners if you want to take me out to augusta let's do it let's do it but brody what what the first of all how was the cell phone cleanse and what did you not expect about just this experience huh i think we've gone through a lot of what i didn't expect the cell phone cleanse was pretty great like i haven't even looked at my phone as much since i got back so like here for that you know give it a week or so brody you'll get oh i am one of those people who like (laughs) i am checking for nothing every 30 seconds like there's nothing i'm hoping to find you might have got an email brody you might have gotten a two dollar off a sub it's like maybe this tottenham fan account updated in the last 30 seconds (laughs) um but yeah no i think that was really good and just like kind of freeing i mean it's all been written really well before just you do kind of feel like you're taking it in a bit more but also just as a reporter right you're also just paying attention more like it's weird again we are sports writers it is there are so many times that i'm sure you do this too you're at a game and you're telling yourself put the computer down just look just look what's happening in between plays and then that 30 seconds in between plays you still look at twitter a little bit and you're just like <laughs> why do i i can't like and it just takes you out of like noticing stuff so much so yeah it is really good in that sense but no, I mean, I think we've gone through a lot of like, man, that whole, I think the par threes you gain a real appreciation for, like all of them. Like, mm-hmm. I think I, like six and four, I didn't think that much of before. And it's like, no, all the par threes are art. And 16, just like, obviously you're over the water, that beautiful ridge. Like, it's a really famous par three. All those, I think you really do gain an appreciation for, because I think par threes are such like a... They don't always look sexy on TV unless it's Sawgrass 17 or something, and mm-hmm. but they're beautiful. No, but man, it was just – it was pretty amazing. And by the way, yeah, as you said, the press center, I have to say, I 
we, it is the most spoiled. You know about this, right? Like, it is I've the seen most, pictures, but I don't functionally know. It what is all the they most have. ridiculous thing screen. I have ever seen, and I mean that is that I was in heaven, but it, no one deserves that. Like, press members do not deserve to be pampered. I'm a firm believer in this. Is it like isolated feeds of like every group on the course? No, or how do well, they, no. How, it's the how, what do they do? What we're watching is the same as what you can watch on the Masters app. Really, like okay. it's it's the exact same, but it is a two story mini mansion. Quite frankly that has that is just dedicated to the media and first off the working room is one of the coolest like massive stadium style just really nice working room with two like holy crap massive screens in each corner that are constantly updating you on stuff and like who's on the range but no here's the part that's i'm telling this to listeners isn't just like this is hilarious how stupid this is they have a full-time completely free like clubhouse style restaurant in there just for media for breakfast and lunch like it is just a completely free restaurant that exists for no other reason than just serving. i did not know that I'm it intrigued. is absurd <laughs> it is like it's just like you go to the course and like you check in what you need to and then you're like all right let's go get breakfast guys and it's just so you're like ordering f- it's not like a trough situation exactly like, it is like you're at a course? clubhouse like ah. like and, and they're just waiting on you and all that stuff and then there's like a cafe next to that that's basically just constantly like all of the famous sandwiches, right? Your pimento, your egg salad, all that stuff. Like it's just there for the taking for free anytime you want. And like coffee. And it's like, I tell you all this, this is insane. This is what the money Augusta Nashville has. <laughs> and this is just like how they can trick all of us into being diehard fans of them. Right. But like shout out to the Illuminati, man. <laughs> That's the name of the pod, man. Shout out <laughs> the to the Illuminati, Illuminati. open. Every but it year. is just like, you're in there and you're like, this is how we all get pampered. This is how it happens. <laughs> I just think about like golf tournaments in general, like TV versus going. It's a completely unique experience. Like it just sort of depends. Yeah. College football, like I can tell you, it's better to be in the stadium in all contexts. Like there is mm. not a college. Tri- the only exception in which watching college football on TV is better than in person are like the it. Tuesday night action games where it's twelve degrees with thirty degree <laughs> wind chill. <laughs> I am actually. So, wow, I don't know if I agree with you. I am, like, obviously environment in college football, yeah, you can't replicate that. But, like, yes. I'm kind of team football's better on TV. I, no, I am... no. The 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 energy and all of that stuff, like, I have never been to a college football game and be like, I should, I wish I would have watched this on TV. Absolutely. And, like, that's the thing with golf is, like, you just can't see everything. And you just miss a ton. You can yeah. see, like, it's very cool to have, like, Tiger Woods hitting a ball two feet away from you like that's like you probably can't see where it landed that's the thing yeah Yeah. that's it's a wild experience like and one of the really true i will tell you brody one of my favorite experiences in golf my dad and i went to the saint jude classic uh i don't know it was a a long time ago i was still in high school but uh john daly makes the cut and then he shoots like 78 on saturday so he's in last place and he's playing by himself 215 brody he played his sunday round in two hours and 15 minutes it was wow. unbelievable it was art. art like this man speed walking walk up drag of a cigarette gets he, a shot, he had drinks walking. to consume man yeah like he's it was like, unbelievable i, I gotta I've give back to the clubhouse like <laughs> i've never seen anything like it uh that was like amazing so but uh, uh Yes. To bring it back to what we do for a living, um, I stand by my take and that I sent you that John Rahm is Georgia football. Um, and I feel very confident in this. He is the guy yes. that we like all agreed, like Georgia is the best program. Like that is the best job is what I should say, the best job in college football, and it should be the force. And now John Rahm is just like the force. Like he was that dude, probably the most talented, all that stuff. And he's got his two majors, won like five tournaments and like 10 events this year. He's about to, he's like about to just take over the sport. He's John Rahm. I was gonna. I was in a master's pool this year, and I got talked out of taking John Rom. I was reading too much analysis, and it was like this: he can't win here. Like he's gonna do well, but like he can't win here. And my yep. thought was, well, hey, a bunch of people are gonna pick him, and if he goes like if he's shooting like two or three under, like I can, you know, I can go, yeah, uh, and, 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 and pick that up. He's only the best player in the world, Brody. So I dude, we all slept on him quickly because <laughs> there's that big three that everyone talks about, right? Rory, Scotty, yes. and him are just like in a tier of their own. I did right avoid now. the Rory bomb. I don't I, love Rory. At I took Rory in my one and done. Not gonna lie. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the thing is, I only took guys that I thought like there's no way he finishes outside the top twenty, and he might. That's a good rule. Like yeah, yeah, that's a like better Rory. Rule. You knew like Rory, if he's on, he wins. But, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. So that's anyway, fair. but everyone Brody, was like. I'm, I'm very happy that you got this uh, experience. Uh, you got to write about Tiger and Phil 
Um, you got to write about Sam Bennett, um, sort of the two poles of uh, of the of the golf. Sorry, Sam Bennett slash Dabo Swinney. Uh, God, the so resemblance yeah. uncanny. I had not heard and of the, Sam Bennett before. The this cadence to how they but... talk. Even the sass levels. There's a similar sass yes. level. Yeah, it's real. Sad we didn't we didn't get the Tom Kim breakout. I was waiting on that. My yeah, guy Tom well, Kim. Uh, did you write the Tom Kim story? Or did Brendan, Brendan Quinn. Write, Everyone should go Brendan read it. Great that. piece. Yeah. Yes, it was good. Our coverage was really good. Um, was it you and Brendan down there? Yes, me and Brendan. Did we have Quinn, anybody yeah. else? Yes. That was just us. Yes. Uh, well, y'all did a fantastic job. Go look at Brody's author page. Brody, I was scrolling through it today. I didn't realize you wrote that much. You wrote a ton of stuff from from Augusta. So well, a lot of it, you know, as you know, is like headlines and stuff. I wrote like five main stories. Yeah. Yeah, but it was good work, Brody. Uh, <laughs> good job. Uh, I am very jealous. Uh, get working on the game. So if you go next year and you win the media lottery, I know two of the people who won the lottery. Have, as Brendan I understand Quinn. it, Brandon won. I didn't know that. He won last year. He wrote. Oh, everyone uh, needs to go read this. He wrote. He did. He found like a creative way to write it. He wrote a mailbag about playing it and mm. just like answer everyone's questions. And it is so worth reading because it's incredible. Are you? Are, aren't you banned from winning for seven years after you win it once? Is that five years? Yep. Five yep. years. Something like that. Um, so we'll see. Um, great, cool experience, Brody. I've enjoyed y'all's coverage. Pretty good Masters tournament. Um, but Brody, let's get in. Let's, let's let's punt on the pimento cheese sandwich portion of the yeah. pod, and we'll get into the football uh, pod. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Brody, I don't know if you were paying attention while you were away, but an idea that's not the most original idea, but I've contended is always a good idea. Okay. Spring game games. Um, Hugh Freeze, I believe, threw the match uh, into all of this that sparked all this discussion. So he wanted to play Troy or UAB, suggested Bama could do the same. Trent Dilfer was into it. John Summerall was into it. Our guy Deion Sanders even into it, uh, of course. Brody, I got a hot take for you on this. I'm here for it. It's always like, well, okay, so technically this is still against NCAA rules. You can't have intercollegiate competition, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Here's really? why I think it's going to happen, Brody, is that my general rule in college sports across the board is if it makes sense, C-E-N-T-S, it makes sense. S-E-N-S-E. <laughs> it's a great rule. And there is a lot of money to be made here for a lot of different people. And I think especially as we have – the possibility of athletes becoming employees and yeah. people still scrounging for money um, and still trying to figure all this out. I think it's going to happen. Now, you do. eventually okay. I think we get there just yeah. because there's so much money to be made. And I think you're talking about, Hey, spring games vary quite a bit in, I mean, they're, they're subject to weather, um, subject to format, subject to excitement in the program. Um, you can get a full packed house like we've seen. Yeah. You know, Alabama's had some. Uh, Nebraska had the streak for a long time. Yeah. I'll be at Colorado's spring game here in 10 days or whatever. They've had, obviously, um, you know, the story of college football this year. They've sold out, you know, their spring game. That's going to be an interesting experience. But, like, there's a lot of, like, 4,000 folks, uh, you know, weird stadiums because people have construction and uh, oh, yeah. it's a whole thing. So maybe it's a game. Maybe it's a conjoined open practice like we see in the NFL. All of those things would be better um, than what we have now, which is weird scoring systems that nobody understands, like halfway contact uh a lot I'm of guys are held out for spring so it's just yeah like there's that, that i don't think that i don't think would change 
but you but I just think in general I, schools should have the freedom that if you can have if you can find people to combine and say hey let's do this then you should be allowed so, to do that and you can sell tickets and not the $5 tickets like you don't have to make it as much as a real game but you can do some stuff and it doesn't have to be in state I'm sure a lot of people would lean that way just for travel simplicity um, but I think so we're going to get to that point, Brody. I have a question. Like, because yes. I, I, I saw this discourse, of course, but I was kind of gone for it. So I didn't like follow mm -hmm. it closely. But my question for you is I mean, we cover college football. This is coaches have been moving for years toward like getting rid of spring games, quite frankly. Like, like I know Brian Kelly is almost in the camp of just like, yeah, we're going to do something, but like mm -hmm. it's kind of pointless. They have like half their roster available and it's basically just like, they're going to do a little bit of scrimmaging and then some fun drills for the fans. But like, I know, remember, I remember when Joe Brady was coming on and everyone was making everything about his new offense. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm just going to run it up the middle 30 straight times. I'm not showing anyone a thing. Like they're all moving mm -hmm. toward that not mattering. How does that work where now you're going to make it like a thing you actually want people to come do? And it's not, it's not event. so much that, well, so it's not so much that you have to have a game or that you're going to have conference scheduling, but just allow it to happen. Okay. If, if Hugh Freeze says, I want to go play UAB, and Trent Dilfer says, let's go, baby. We got yeah. two programs that have some excitement. Why not? Yeah, like, okay. I think you be giving, the, giving them the freedom. You know, if Georgia's coming off a national championship or whatever, or you have a transition, I mean, you see a lot of situations where, like, some schools have, like, seven offensive linemen in spring. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to do that, and you don't okay, have to. Fair. But we've learned – that scheduling college football games on short notice, uh, that was the one thing that I think we learned in the COVID season. Very that BYU true. Coastal game. Yeah. Uh, there were a few others like – There were a few. You can do it. And yeah. if you have a new coach in January and he calls up his in-state rival and says, hey, y'all want to come down here in April and let's do something? <laughs> like the idea that you can't do that is stupid. Like you should and be able to. I'm sure the this sport is, is better for it. The sport yeah, is better. No, for no, it. I'm I'm here for it. I was just curious, like the logistics of what, mm -hmm. who would want to do that. But I think the freedom. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like that. Okay, I'm all in on that. And and the, my idea is, and this has probably been said a thousand times this week, so please forgive me. But like, I think it needs to be because, like I said, I think it's already not a thing. Like I think so many schools don't care about spring games now. Can we make it into like an All Star Game weekend kind of thing? Like in terms of vibe and like. You know, maybe you get like four schools in the state together, you know, like maybe LSU gets with Tulane and, and it's like, yeah, there's some scrimmaging. Like, you know, like everyone does like a quarter against someone else and you have fun scrimmaging, but also then you have fun games. You know what I'm saying? Like you get some like you have a throwing contest and you have a like a punt return thing, you know, like I remember last year Mason Smith was catching punts at LSU spring game because they were just having fun with it. These are all good ideas, Brody. I like them. Yeah, it's original. Fun, like, and it makes people want to be excited about college football in April, which is and yeah, and yeah, exactly. It fits the vibe of like what spring football really is at this point because no one's mm -hmm. there. You're not showing anything, so just make it into like because I don't think it would work as well if it's just two schools. So maybe like yeah, get a bunch together and just be like, hey man, I want to. We call that a jamboree back in the day. Jamboree, yeah, so jamboree <laughs> still exists. Yeah, <laughs> Louisiana at least. Uh, yeah, let's get some jamborees going. I think that's the the, the solution here. Yes, spring games aren't. There's so many exceptions. I think Florida's treating it as like actual like teams. Oh, like, we'll get in there. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I apologize, but yes, I think ninety percent are more just like how do we get through this while keeping people happy. Yeah, I mean, again, like even I think even like from our staff and covering the sport, like we don't really care about spring games because there's nothing really there. Because you're making like, a fool of yourself if you overreact to that running back oh, going yes. off for 140 yards, and it's well, like no, you, but I know then, that guy's part of it is like. like and then it's like the coaches are like, oh, we, we don't have depth charts. And then magically <laughs> on the spring game, it's the first team versus the second team. And yep. the quarterback is 26 of 28 for 400 yards. And you're like, yeah. this guy might be the next best thing. And it's, then he loses the quarterback competition. In it's like ball camp. it's always a running back going off because you're not showing anything. So you're just powering it up the middle or like it's always like we overreact to a quarterback looking good or bad when it's like. They look good or bad because this this is not the offense. This is just them like mm -hmm. kind of chucking up to some dudes. So I don't know. Yeah, continue. Brody, that brings me to our next question. Yes. Auburn, one of the two spring games. Vanderbilt also played their spring game at the lacrosse stadium, I believe. Our mm -hmm. intrepid Joe Rexroad was there, so read his uh dispatch. Absolutely. But the Auburn quarterbacks, TJ Finley, Robbie Ashford, Holden Grenier, five of twelve for 60 yards. My question to you, Brody. This is sort of the antithesis of what Auburn thought they were getting in Hugh Freeze. 
Do we care? Are we concerned? No. No. Okay. Like, no. The rain I, did I, not help also. It was pouring, right? It was, like, really bad. They ran the ball a lot. And, like, I, I think Robbie Ashford, from what I saw, like, only threw, like, one or two, like, real, like, you're mm-hmm. throwing it passes. Like, I, I the answer is no. For everything we just said, I think spring games mean nothing, are indicative of nothing. But, two, just, like, Listen, Auburn's quarterback race probably just is what it is. You and I, I believe, both kind of love some stuff we've seen from Robbie Ashford. Like, he's I liked not, a little bit what I saw last year. Yeah, like he's not there, but he does. There's some stuff against LSU, State, uh, Arkansas, I believe, where you're just like, that guy can ball. Like, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not a TJ Finley guy. Like, you know, I covered him at LSU, covered him a bit of uh, Auburn games. You know, I just don't really think he's that guy. And I mean, it was fascinating that Hugh Freeze said he's open to the, going to the portal and like getting another guy still. This is the this is the this is the the devil's advocate to yeah you want to say it doesn't matter this is Hugh Freeze I think the transfer portal opens soon it does it does uh, on Saturday and we're open to any position that'll help us improve our team as long as they fit within the culture said Freeze that includes the quarterback room hmm hmm him saying that is not hmm. nothing. Especially Hugh Freeze, who is not like Mr. Calculated, I think we'd all agree. Like, he's just saying what he's thinking. And he's just like, I know people make a big deal out of that. But the bottom line, I think competition is helpful for those that handle it right. And those that don't, (laughs) probably not going to be winners for you anyway. Now, Brody, I'm very interested to see what um, Portal Day 2 or Portal Opening 2, Portal Harder. The Portal Strikes Back. Sequel. Yes. Uh, two portal, too furious. I'm very curious <laughs> what Sorry. what part two looks like. December is, I think, for it's going to be for a couple more years is a total free for all. You really don't know. You hear yeah. rumors, and then Devin Leary pops in there. Yeah, like what um, happens if Garrett Nussmeier is there? You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You just don't know. I mean, br- I mean, Brody, if Garrett Nussmeier ends up in there, I mean, not to, I mean. Just yeah. as an example, yeah, we neither of us. And he goes to, and he goes to Auburn. Would you bet against him winning that job? Because I personally would not do that. I no, would bet absolutely yes. not. No, if yes. they go to the portal, I assume it's to win the job. Like to be so, very good. Yeah, yeah. So there is a element of, um, you know, I think the the presumption, Brody, yeah, is that well, in December is where all the good dudes are popping in the portal that just want to go somewhere else that have been established and that can play, and it's then mainly accurate. Mostly accurate. Yes. And then the April guys, the guys that just finished up spring and have figured out, oh, I'm probably not going to play this fall or I hate my new coaches or whatever. Now, I do think generally that's true. Yeah. But when we like use Garrett the word generally, someone who we both are in on is probably yes. more rare in April. If, by the way, neither of us know that he's going to – neither of us think he's going to the portal. But just as an yes. example, like – Just using it as an example of a guy that's fewer. like in a competition, probably yeah. not going to win, but like is still – Oh, people, somebody that I think is a really good player. Let's so for yeah. there may be some exceptions and I could yeah. see Hugh Freeze. If you're going in the portal and you're a quarterback and Hugh Freeze calls you up and says, Hey, have you heard of Malik Willis? You're right now. He's making a lot of money. I did this to him. Great pitch, yeah. Listen, that's not, listen, listen, have you, and then, and then after he tells and about he can Malik pitch Willis, Chad Kelly, another successful transfer. Yes. He's yes. good with transfers now. I and think then after it. he pitches that, he shows them tape from the spring game and he says, Hey, Come on down. Come on down. I, listen, I, I, it'll be very interesting. I'm, I'm very curious to see, in general, what the portal looks like and how it compares to December. I don't think we're going to see that many big names, but I, I do think we're probably going to see some surprises just because, Brody, yes. we're talking about 18- to 22-year-olds, and they're an unpredictable lot. I don't know if you've met any 18- to 22-year-olds. Like, just knowing myself, <laughs> right? Like, Isn't it so possible that – you know, in January, they get like they have these meetings with coaches and they get convinced like, yeah, you know, I will stay. Like, I'm going to be part of this. Mm-hmm. But then like just life happens. And four months later, you're just like, yeah, it does kind of hey, coach, I got four behind. reps. I got yeah. four reps and team drills. Uh, like sometimes you just like, wait, I love that pitch. And I was in like, yeah, I'm going to become great. But it's like, that kind of sucks. I could totally see that. Side note, I'm just remembering that. But Wallace was a transfer, too. Why are we not Talk like making well. a bigger thing of like Hugh Freeze is the quarterback like the transfer quarterback if I were him I would just make that like the I guess Lincoln Riley is also very good at that but like the like biggest sell ever is I am the greatest transfer quarterback coach it's saying. very interesting it's very interesting it never and I think clearly even though we think Robbie Ashford can do some things and if you're ranking the SEC's quarterbacks you know situation oh, yeah. 
bottom Auburn, four, bottom five. I, I mean, they're no higher than 12th, probably, or 11th. Yeah, like, yeah. The idea that, I mean, and you just don't really know. And, Brody, not to suggest that anyone in college football would ever tamper. No. But, but maybe, maybe you have some relationships. And maybe, yeah, it's against the rules. No one can ever break rules, especially in the SEC. The SEC, if there's one thing we've learned about this, yes, yes. If there's one thing we've learned about this conference, it's that they put following rules above winning at all costs. Yeah, there's no schools that ever. If it makes sense, C E N T S, they will still avoid it because it's against the rules. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's the SEC's. Model. They would never disrespect NCAA rule book or anything along those lines that would cause them to get a call from the conference office. Nope. Never. So this is, of course, purely hypothetical, but there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there, and. Auburn is a very good school with some very good players and some very good backs. Jarquez Hunter, great player. I just, I wouldn't be shocked. And I, the fact that you would go out and say that after, after spring, and it wasn't a question of, are you going to go in the, are you, you going to go get a different quarterback? <laughs> it was about the weather. <laughs> like, he, like he took a detour and said, that includes the quarterback group. No, like, okay, okay, you're right. Okay. My, like, you shouldn't be concerned. As you have convinced me the other way. Like, there you yeah, go. He, he's not psyched about that room. Uh, yeah. yes. And like Robbie Ashford is not like I like some stuff. He's not like a fully formed quarterback. Well, the so, question yeah. is just like, could you do better? And I think there's a lot of quarterbacks in college football that are better than Robbie Ashford as we stand right there's now. No and maybe some that. of them want to play for Auburn. I, it'll be very interesting to see. So I think this goes to our further thing of like, I am just so fascinated these next five years to see like what Hugh like what Hugh Freeze can attract at Auburn. Like who still because. Mm-hmm. For better or worse, their market share in the sport has like kind of declined the last four years. And by the way, that's so temporary and probably like that happens to every school all the time. But like they are no longer a cool destination at this moment. But now you have mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze, like maybe they've lost some of that share. Maybe it's just like, no, like people are still going to want to go there. So I'm, I'm intrigued. Well, I think it's playing ugly football. Brian Harson was not exactly the most compelling personality in the world. Yeah, You're the Harson thing was really so bad. The but... combination of losing and then Harson not really being a guy, like, you know, certainly he wasn't a recruiting Alabama very aggressively. Like, you know, there was a lot of reports about, hey, the high school coaches don't really know this guy that well. And then, of course, he's not really making headlines or, you know, he's not, he's never been the most, you know, the biggest personality. And yeah. for better or worse, in college football and especially in the SEC, there's a cult of personality, and if you have it, people pay attention to your program more. It's just true. That's just um, the right way to put it. That's the exact. It's just where it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yep. So we'll see. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Directv satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on Directv with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on Directv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Directv has the most MLB games. Visit Directv.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Brody, on the subject of fixing spring games, to go back here, Florida's doing something interesting. And they're hyping it up as a game. I think Florida definitely could use a little bit of juice. Uh, Year one under Napier, some okay stuff, some not great stuff. Pretty bad finish, um, yeah. but they are going to play on Thursday night 
under the lights. Brody, I have wondered this, why more places don't do under the lights spring games. Because here, here's, here's my thought. For a lot of places, this is a recruiting weekend. But at a lot of places, there's not that much excitement about the spring game. Very so few. why do you want to have a recruiting weekend in the stadium with 20,000 fans? That's not great, right? Yep. So the TV matters way more. And if it's Saturday afternoon and there's eight spring games on, you're not like you're not gonna do much. Like you're yep. you know, nobody's paying attention to that. But primetime on a weeknight, the SEC network needs content, Brody. Yeah. The Big Ten network needs content. All right. You're gonna do you're gonna have a much bigger draw if your draw is you can watch us on TV and the focus is what's on the field and not the like, you know halfway atmosphere and you're selling it as people are actually trying and for those who don't know like uh listeners like they're like actually separate the teams and they're practicing separately all week and they're going into different locker rooms like they're treating it like an actual game like where there's actual like i want to beat that guy and i was coming into this segment to be like I love it for them. I see why they're doing it. I see that like Florida needs that probably right now. Like they need a bit of like a, a retool of their culture a bit. Like, yes. Like I actually think that's really smart. 95% I was going to be like, that's a silly idea. That's why I like talking (laughs) to you. You kind of convinced me of things. And I'm like, well, that's what I'm saying. You have to think about like the reach of your program. And I just think that for spring games, because the atmosphere is usually not fantastic, certainly not like a game weekend. Like when you have a game weekend and you have, there's a reason why when you have a big rivalry opponent, you have like 80 guys visiting because that's when you're at their best. They want to see, you know, everything, you know, looking like that. But if you have a recruiting weekend where you're hosting guys on some officials, some unofficials, and I would rather have no game than a spring game with 15,000 people where it's like, that's not really going to show what your stadium is like. I'd rather yeah. just have a regular weekend and then really use prime time earlier in the week. It doesn't really matter what day it is. It doesn't. I mean, if you but what are you actually weekend, expecting the crowd to be like for this now? That's, it doesn't matter. The crowd's not going to be great anyway, unless you have a situation. You're, okay, your thing where, is it's like, going to be bad Colorado anyway. Where you're, okay. Well, you're call, say you're Colorado. You're the only one that's going to get on ESPN this year. You have a sold out. Okay, if you go Saturday, like people are going to watch. People are going to pay attention, yeah. right? But if you're Florida, if you're 85% of programs, you're not going to have a great crowd. And even if you have a bunch of people there, they're not going to be loud. They're not no. going to be – they're just there to kind of hang out. It's a Saturday in April, whatever. So your crowd is not going to be demonstrably different on a weeknight. If you have Thursday night at 7.30, so who cares about the crowd? And you don't even have recruits there anyway, so that doesn't even matter that much regardless. So you might as well do it in a TV window where more people are going to watch, and then you can have people come out there still. Still make like a family day out of it or something along those lines. You can do autographs like before or something like that because that's part of a lot of what teams do as well. Um, So, I mean, listen – I just think when you, when you got to build juice for your program, I think Florida's yeah. doing it the right way. Some programs, Georgia doesn't need to worry about this, right? Georgia's got plenty of juice for their program. No. Not everyone, Brody. I've watched a lot of culture. Not everyone won the national championship last year. Okay, okay, there's good some, to know. Okay. There's some people that could yeah. use some juice. And this is what and Billy Napier that, is good at. Like, this is the yes, stuff that I, think I always you can build say. some juice. There are better play callers. Like, there's, but he is a good Saban esque, like, big picture structural mind. And I'm like, so I like him kind of stepping back and being like, how can we make make this matter how can we get that juice back how can we also change like a competitive culture in our team good idea billy napier and also good argument david Ubbin all around tip of the cap and florida you could just bring like usf up there and well now we're really talking that's the, yes the now circle. i'm yeah. just saying I, there's a lot of work that can be done in spring football and Man, most importantly, especially like Brody, a state like florida of just like let's get all of them like let's do it yeah. and that would <laughs> Wait, that's wait. Okay, seriously, tell me ratings wise if you sold it as like the Florida All Star Weekend, like non Pro Bowl nonsense, and you're just like you get a. I watch. wouldn't go that far to nonsense. I wouldn't have a dodgeball tournament. I'd keep it like I would do like yeah, scored. Yeah. What if we did like scored one on one drills? That's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I want to see Van Dyke go up against. I don't know. Like, oh, why am I blanking on Florida? people right now but like because i guess oh jordan travis just, uh, like i want to see them throw up against these guys i want especially florida i want to see corners and receivers to your point like kick i don't know i think there's a lot of fun you can have and i want to see 
10 minute court, like a little like five minute quarter uh, like tournament or something. I don't know, but there's a lot of fun. Well, we can. I think that's the thing. It's like, even if you're playing games, think about the intensity. If you get all these teams around and you have that's one-on-one exactly. trench drills. It's like the dunk contest. You have trench of like... drills. You have court, you have, uh, you know, pass skeleton. You have, you know, one-on-one receiver corner. Like I think the trench drills, Look, look oh, you look at the intensity at like kill at a practice. You yeah. look at like even a, a regular practice, even like the senior bowl, there's already some intensity there. Yep. I can't imagine if you it's like think of the, I think we need to think of it like NBA All Star weekend of like the best thing for that sport sometimes is seeing LeBron watch the dunk and lose his mind. I'm using like or like everyone jumping up and down and celebrities, and you're not getting all that, of course, but like it would be kind of cool to watch like Jordan Travis losing his shit to like something his teammate did and just like yeah, like all these like guys who are about to go first round in a year, like are in the same thing, just like messing around with each other, and like there's probably some jocularity going on. We need that. All right, make us. We fixed spring games, Brody. We fixed spring games. I this this I want to theme this pod. Brody gets convinced of stuff he was against because there's like three <laughs> different things you brought up this pod where I'm like I don't think I'm with him. And I think like, we fixed we fix we did fix spring games, Brody. In the tradition of football and grits, though. Yes. I don't like pimento cheese. I don't like egg salad. Outside of those two, the best master's thing you ate in Augusta. Yeah, so I was going to say, um, the like maybe the novelty of pimento cheese is just gone. You know what I mean? Like I think when master's was like, when that became popular, like a thing, you couldn't really get pimento cheese everywhere. People, now, from what I have heard, people sleep on the peach ice cream sandwich. Yes, I saw, I, I didn't have one, I'm sorry. That was like the only oh thing that gosh. wasn't. Brody. He's forgetting his clubs. He's not eating pe- peach ice cream sandwiches. You're kidding. I didn't want to go get. That was the only thing me. not in the press building that was like available there. Uh, and I'm okay. not gonna. I didn't really like want to wait in line. Like that's like fair I, enough. But All right, you're excused. The egg salad. I'm not an egg salad guy either. Like the concept of egg salad, just if you think about it, disgusts me. Yeah, it was it's incredible. Not it was like mwah. it was genuinely I would eat great. It. Pimento cheese. I mean, I would take a bite of a pimento cheese and I would eat an egg salad. I love I pimento cheese, but I was eating it like for the novelty, and I'm just like. Yeah, this is just white bread and pimento cheese that I could get anywhere, right? Like, it didn't do anything yeah. for me. I'm probably okay. wrong. Someone deserves to yell at me. Um, best they thing. They will, Brody. It's the internet. You're yeah, I understand. Um, <laughs> you know what? Actually, the like the barbecue sandwiches. They're like, you know, like a, it's almost like a mini barbecue sandwich too. It's just mm-hmm. really. It's a really good barbecue sandwich. It's really good texture, really good moisture, but not in a saucy way. Like a very good kind of tenderness to it. It's like not bad barbecue. I, I would. I. I have been skeptical of the pulled pork barbecue set, but I've been told that they are actually smoking pork butts on the Augusta. That is really it. It tastes and actually like it. doing it. It tastes because like a juicy, lot of, tender barbecue. Yeah, there's a lot of pulled pork out there that is not being made in a good way. <laughs> a lot of 70, ovens being 80% used. Eighty percent. A lot. Yeah. It's not good. It's not so great. I, when, when I heard, I've that heard they do have like a bunch of smoke. That's the thing about Augusta. Like again, butts, I, was... I know they're the baddies, but like I've heard they make their own bread now. I've like, like everything they do is they have somebody like like they've realized that's their brand now and they've just pot committed to it. And all their food is like so from scratch that it's actually kind of wild. So yeah, I believe that they're actually smoking their pork butt. Yeah, I think that was probably like one of the main things I enjoyed. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Little I feel like butt. if they can make a fallen tree disappear in like an hour, they could probably smoke some pork butts. That's like the easiest thing to smoke. <laughs> yeah. I know, it really just confirms the belief, you know, Augusta, they're God. They think they're God and they're God. They made a tree Illuminati disappear. open. We love to see it. We love to see it. Uh... <laughs> Can't wait for. Next oh, I did have. Well, we are football and grits. I've had. I actually ate a lot of grits that week. Um, okay. The actual Augusta grits, no flavor, not very good. Um, I'm never trusting of a grit that they give you butter and cheese like on the side, because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that means this mm-hmm. don't this ain't it. Um, yes. We went to a terrible dinner one night, like me, Quinn, and another sports writer, and. I, you'll actually enjoy this. They had ostrich on the menu, and they had. Uh, I do love an exotic meat. I can't. I, I've eaten kangaroo. They had kangaroo and ostrich, and like we saw that, and we're like, okay, this place must be legit. They're getting like like these meats in. One of the worst meals we've ever had. But these peppery grits <laughs> were. I'm not gonna name the place. I don't want to slander it. But the pepper grits were unbelievable. Like the only part of my meal that I'm just like, I want more of this. So yeah, I had, I had some good grits and some bad grits. I've been to Augusta a couple times. I was very sad. Well, one, I think I knew this, but just once I really thought about it, I should have known, but I did not think about two things. One, 
I tried to drive as close as I could. You can't see anything unless you get in the gates. There's you can't see. Oh, oh yeah. And of course, the master shop is not open like year round at all. Nope. I it wasn't even open I the Monday after. It was. Yeah. I kind of figured because like I was thinking about Augusta like a normal golf shop, like a normal golf course. And, and so I was right. down there and I was like, well, maybe I can just go to like the pro shop or whatever. Yeah, that's not gonna happen uh, ever. So, Brody, how much did you spend at the master's gift shop? It's tough because a lot of it was for other people, but okay. shout out to you for not asking me to get you anything. Um, there's well, one... that's so I'm, I'm I'm a believer. I was in a text thread with some of our colleagues. I believe this is stolen valor. What do you wait? Elaborate. Oh, like you're having walking somebody, around with the logo. Having somebody and... no, having somebody buy you master stuff. The whole point is that you got to go, and it's like a memento from your visit. Thank you. I wanted to get it for my brother. My brother is like the one of the best golfers I know and the biggest fans I know. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, let me get you something. And he's like, no, I don't believe in that. Yes, he's like, I would not do that. Because he's like, what I would a- feel like a fraud walking around with a club I've never been to. And I'm like, that's a great point that I, because I would have asked somebody to. Actually, I never would have mm-hmm. because I'm a pushover and I would have felt inconvenient. <laughs> but like, I'm, I would have asked, but you're, he's right. That's a fantastic point. One of our colleagues asked me, and by the way, I feel terrible to this person. I'll just say it. Nicole, I'm very sorry. Uh, I actually, like, Nicole asked me after I did my runs for other people, and then it was the yeah. tournament had started, and I just couldn't do it. But yeah, I spent over $500, but that's not, modest. That's no, I thought modest. that was pretty that's modest. I would say only three of that was for me. Uh, okay. Maybe, for, yeah. So, like, I'm pretty content with how I did. I feel like for myself, I would get some sort of figurine, maybe something. I would probably get something for my golf bag, like a like a. Right a now, I have I have a towel from Southern that's, Hills. That's a good that's one. Like my towel, but Somebody I would probably switch it out towel. for a master's towel. Um, I probably would not get a. I shirt got bo- a cousin of mine asked for ball markers, and that's a great one. I would lose it. Good call. Ball, Great ball markers call. to me. This is why I don't spend money on pens. I don't spend money on Never. sunglasses. Yeah. I don't spend money on watches. One, I don't really wear watches, but yeah. sunglasses and pens. My wife has a pen that she got in 2009. <laughs> We're going so long that I want to continue. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm very, because I'm with you. Like, I, I will... can't. I I have never kept a pen for more than a month. I had, in my to, last, life. I had to ask Quinn for pens <laughs> by Wednesday. I lost them all. Like that's not a, that's not a joke. <laughs> so yeah, yes. I'm completely with you. Um, I would go more figurine. I probably I'd go figurine, figurine something for the golf bag mean? when I'm playing golf to have something. I probably would not get a shirt. I'm not a hat I got a guy, shirt even though I probably zip. should be. Yeah, I got a quarter hat, zip I'm, maybe. Quarter like zip a, like I think was the best purchase. It's really nice too. Um, yeah, I got a hat. I will probably never wear it. I might have. I might get. Do they have framed flags, or do you have to frame the flag yourself? Ooh, I feel like if a, you're buying a frame at the shop, you're probably paying way too much. So that's a good point. But yeah, no flag. I, would, I might get. A, I should have gotten. I probably a flag. get that for my office. I should have got a flag for the office. That is a miscalculation. Yeah. Should have talked to you beforehand. <laughs> Shoot. Well, five hundred dollars. Koozie. With other people's orders. That's that's. Koozie was my favorite order uh, actually, because like how? Because yeah, that's... koozie on the koozie on the like something for my desk. Like I feel like no, I would just like being at like a crawfish boil, and I just got my Augusta koozie, and it's like a conversation so starter, but not like a like a aggressive like I'm wearing my quarters after to show you. It's like no, oh, the shirts but... are a little aggressive sometimes. Where it's yeah, like, right, but a koozie is like <laughs> that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like yeah, the uh, it's, casual it's flexing. Always... Well, because it's like they're only open for like a week and it's so hard to get to Augusta that like it really is. There's like a level of like Supreme or like the limited edition Jordans of like it's legitimately difficult to get this stuff. So like, yeah, it is like more exclusive. And then like it only ups the value because what don't they make like something like 20 million dollars or something yeah. like that? And like, I think it's more. like crazy. Yeah. I think it's- yeah. It's like a crazy amount of money in like a week. Um, and I don't, how many registers do they have in there? I've never even it's really incredible. seen the I, I'm here for, I, few things get me excited more than just watching like, in like, uh, commercial efficiency. And I'm just watching like everybody just fly to like 24 registers and each register has like three people. And like, there's like a secondary person. And like, it's just like, it was wonderful. It was, you were, that's pretty impressive. The majors I've been to were like pretty, they just set up like a tent or whatever. Yeah. That's most and of them. And like, it's like doing their best. It's like, well, fine. It's whatever. But they know this like, is our Super Bowl. We are going to get you in. Yeah. And yeah. It's incredible. So, and I'm I think you can buy, like, I think when some place is hosting a, ma- a major, I think you can buy stuff like at the airport. So. <laughs> Yes, it's not quite the Nowhere same. Nowhere like, is as exclusive. 
is yes. I guess so. it's just silly. Illuminati. Well, Brody, you're welcome for not forcing you to uh, engage my stolen valor. So I am glad to hear that you enjoyed your. That's real friendship. Trip. Yeah. There you go. I'm glad to hear you enjoyed your Augusta trip. I was very excited to hear about it. I purposely. I think yours was the most authentic text, like of just like (laughs) you saw my tweet and you were just like exclamations, just like. (laughs) And I'm like, I didn't know you were going, and I I didn't know you were going. I was like, look at this guy, Brody. You were just like psyched, and that's nice because a lot of people were like, just screw you, I hate you, and you were just like, (laughs) you were thinking it. It's okay. Well, there you go. I love it. I'm very happy for you. You did great work. You got to write about uh, Tiger's broken body and phil's i don't even know what to think about pill uh, phil you know body biozempic shout out to the big man um yeah, talked a lot about additives and- people talk I, I was telling people this people talk bad about phil but i think we've all gotten in deep gambling debts and had to align yes. ourselves with the murderous regime so like you know we've all been there so yeah. be careful when you're slandering phil um because you know those who have not represented murderous regimes may throw the yes. first stone yeah hey it is what it is uh but anyway brody this has been another episode of football and pimento cheese sandwiches thank you <laughs> for listening if you didn't like golf uh i'm not sorry because going to the masters for the first time is awesome yeah. so we want to talk about this uh i'm jealous hopefully i will uh i'll I may have to see next year, Brody. We may have to go trio down there. We'll see. We'll see. I feel like it'd yeah. be fun to, to write about. And I'm hoping I get invited back. If you try to take my spot, <laughs> I will come for you. I swear to you, I will not. I will say, if you go, if you let me go, you have to also keep Brody. And then Brendan <laughs> actually covers golf in a more meaningful way than yeah, Brendan's I could do it. I did cover the U.S. Amateur uh, featuring a young Ricky Fowler back in the day when I was an intern. Nice. Um, so... Uh, he was kind of rude. I got to tell you, Just, he wasn't cra- he wasn't crazy about us, but whatever. Like one out of three, very rude. You know, it was me and four other people. Not not a lot of big uh, galleries, or it was no, it was not the U.S. Amateur. It was the U.S. Amateur Pub Links. So there you go. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. If you're still here now, in, you're incredible. Yes, uh, this has been football and grits. I appreciate you guys uh, listening to us. And uh, we'll be back soon. There's some spring football still happening. Uh, we're kind of on a weird schedule during the spring, during the off season. So we'll just pop in and yep. one day we might just show up in your feed. So we'll be back soon. Thank you guys. Mm-hmm.